0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The New Media Show. My name is Todd Cockhorn. I want to welcome you to the podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Of course, I want to say hello to my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you?
1: Doing fantastic, Todd. We're back. Um, Another big platform launches, kind of. So it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. It's great to be back doing the show.
0: It is. And uh, we were out last week because you were on travel. So maybe. do you, you want to cover that animal first and you want to talk about what uh what happened while you were at your event?
1: yeah I could talk a little bit about what what happened what we're talking about is the Vancouver podcast festival up in Vancouver british columbia uh it's at the the uh, left coast of Canada so it was the first year event up there that they put on uh put on a festival it's this kind of it's the new model now of of uh, having a podcast kind of uh, conference and educational uh, kind of track, combined with a uh, you know a bunch of live podcasts and and uh, now when I say live podcasts, I'm saying on stage um, presentations of the podcast and in this case, it's kind of like some of them were like uh, get the host of the true crime podcast on on the stage to talk about the production not necessarily do the podcast on on stage so it was kind of um kind of a little bit little bit different it's just kind of like taking some of the venue out to like a movie theater type of uh venue and having the uh hosts of these true crime type podcasts um talk about their productions I mean, really, the event up there was very focused on the the hot genre of uh, true crime type uh, storytelling, and uh, kind of like this hybrid between reality and fiction. So uh, that was really the emphasis up there. And if you think about uh, podcasting in Canada, which is kind of it's always been this way, is it, it's a market very similar to what is going on in Europe. Um, where, you know, kind of like state-run media, I don't know if it's state-run, but <laughs> state-funded media, uh, like the CBC, um, will actually dominate the media landscape up there. Um, and that's that's who was heavily involved in the conference up there, the CBC. And they put on a lot of sessions, a lot of the content creators from the CBC put on educational sessions for, um, for new aspiring podcasters up there and then got up on stage and stuff. But some folks from the U S were up there and, and, you know, up on stage talking about their true crime productions and, and their, uh, their storytelling podcasts. But the big thing that I took away from it is that, you know, it wasn't a huge event, but it was certainly, a, a good kind of beginning for that, that conference up there and live festival, Uh, So they're definitely doing it next year, and it's something that will, I I believe, continue to grow. I think they need to get probably a little better venue type of situation. They were kind of scattered all over the place in the public library up there and then uh, in a building that's adjacent to the CBC facility up there. Uh, But they really had some really um, high-level kind of sessions on on what they called master classes up there teaching um, how to produce – um, storytelling podcasts at at a very advanced level, uh, you know, like the CBC level. Uh, it's really audio journalism is what it is at its core. Um, but in some ways the, the sessions were like way over people's heads, right? Hmm. It was very, very, um, very sophisticated productions with very complex kind of recording equipment and scenarios and, and, um, and stories. And so there's like writers and then there's producers and the editing was very complex. Uh, you know, I using software like Reaper to, uh, produce these multi-track recordings. So like these, these audio producers would go out in the field and they would they would record all this different audio and then they bring it back. It's, it's kind of Todd, like what we've talked about for, The last couple of years is that, you know, some of these storytelling podcasts can be pretty heavy productions.
0: No, they have Uh, to be.
1: Yeah, right. And so that was something that that was interesting for me to see. I hadn't seen very many sessions at any other conferences in the U.S. uh, at that advanced level of trying to train beginner audiences on how to do these really advanced productions. Uh, and I I walked away thinking because I cause I heard from a lot of people in the audience when I talked to them after the sessions is that it would be sure nice to have a beginner level session right? <laughs> right not just you know go up to the professional level right out of the gate because th- th- I mean most people in the audience were this and they're like going I don't think I can do
0: this you know yeah it's that, a, they yeah. they get scared when they see that right. right
1: right but I do think that it is possible to to do something at a little lower scale, um, that, that sounds great and, uh, accomplishes the goal that doesn't require, you know, uh, a, a lot of expense mm-hmm. and a lot of, um, like a really big team. Uh, and I think that's the type of session that needs to be taught at, uh, some events if, if we're going to pursue this. And I do believe that the, the fictional storytelling stuff and the reality of storytelling, which, Honestly, reality storytelling is like every podcast. Right. Really, the only difference between uh, any reality storytelling podcast is the the length. Like, you could say this is a storytelling podcast too if you wanted to, Todd. Because I'm 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 telling a story <laughs> right now, right? Right. It just doesn't have a lot of complex yeah. you know, edits and production and that kind of
0: stuff. Matter of right. fact, there is no edits or no production on this right. show. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We are live. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because um Angel called me yesterday and we've been well he and a couple of my team members have been interviewing people for a um position at the at the company and he says, I can't believe how many people have been involved in a storytelling podcast. <laughs> right.
1: Well
0: and there's uh, a lot
1: of buzz around yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of people wanting to do it. It's it, like people are starting to think that's what podcasting right. is now. That that's the thing. Yeah
0: and i'm like um well we're we're not hiring a storytelling podcaster <laughs> <laughs> but if they had this this experience great um right, right. but if i just I, I thought there was a little bit of a an interesting twist there one thing that uh you know you had your event and then um back a couple of weeks ago there was the sound education um event in boston right and, at harvard yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about yeah,
1: I was about, invited yeah. I was invited to go to that. I, I turned it down
0: though. Yeah. So Mackenzie, yeah. uh, from our team went. she was on a panel, but Thursday of the event, they had a workshop at, uh, at the, uh, uh PRX garage in Boston. And that was held by, uh, was hosted by Eric Newsom. And, right. uh, he basically went over three things your podcast needs. Then Friday they had sessions all day, uh, around sign de- again, around sound design. And educational yeah. episodes and a workshop. Uh, um, th- she participated in a session called uh, "Making Podcast Work Financially," uh, which oh. are unique was the 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 actual session was sponsored by Radio Lab, which I thought kind of was was kind of funny. And uh, <laughs> so, but uh, on that panel was uh, Andy Bowers, uh, Kathy Doyle uh, was there, one of our fans of this show oh. was there, uh, Marshall Williams from Ad Results down in in Texas. So yeah. from that actual session, I, um, I formulated my next year's worth of, um, cause I'm switching from the, you know, I've done the same type of stick, I guess, for two years at the podcast events, talking about growing your podcast. And, um, so something that really stuck with Mackenzie from that uh, Friday session was from, the, uh, the, the, uh, the gentleman from ad results and, oh. uh, he basically the, it's centered around you have a big show, <laughs> but he sees big shows every day that aren't delivering when it comes to advertising, you know, that yeah. he says, they hey, you got a great, you got a great show <laughs> and your, your audience is not engaged and they are not, uh, they didn't perform, uh, sorry, Charlie, we're not renewing. And, uh, so. I think I'll be focusing this year on helping podcasters learn how to engage bring results. and bring right. results. You know, I and I think right. I get a little history in that, and having 14 years with the same sponsor. So, <laughs> right. and, and I would I, say so. Yes, and I think I can talk a little bit to, and I don't want to dwarf into my other stuff that I've talked about, but I definitely can talk about the relationships and the this need. You know, yeah, you got 50,000 listeners but if you don't get any sales from that uh you know and also this this belief by podcasters that oh i can just charge 600 dollars uh, for my 1000 listeners and i'm like yeah they might do that for a month but if you're not delivering value back to the advertiser and the values in multiple layers too so anyway that's going to be my submission for podcast so um i probably someone's going to go out there and submit it as well <laughs> now that right. i've talked about it but um and then uh the booth they had they had tables but it really wasn't set up they were in multiple buildings so people were coming and going so from a vendor standpoint it really wasn't that much wasn't that valuable um but it was a good educational i think they had three four hundred people there so not a bad event for a, a little regional event yeah. um held in boston so at harvard yeah, that's-
1: I mean, it was a one-day event, as I recall, right?
0: Mm, mm-mm. It was. Day? It was. Uh, it was Friday and Saturday, and then um, I think they even had stuff. Yeah, um, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Thursday was the workshop oh. in the evening, a mixer. Friday was all-day sessions, and Saturday was more about uh, doing live. They were live events. Okay. So they gotcha. did. So they did live shows on Saturday. And, oh, okay. uh, it was a
1: little bit like a festival type format. Yeah,
0: Dan Carlin was there. Um, Zachary Davis. So yeah. um, those were the, you know, kind of the, the key the the shows of the star on, on Saturday. So um, uh, I think was a good event for the folks that went. So these little things are popping up all over. So good opportunities oh, yeah, for are. folks to yeah. get a a two day or. And I liked how they had it on a Friday, Saturday. People don't have to burn too much PTO, right? yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's certainly true. But yeah, there's certainly a lot of uh, these podcast festivals popping up, uh, really all over the world. Because I, I think it was like two weeks ago there was one in Paris, the Paris Podcast Festival, yeah. and I know that there's there's ones popping up all over the U.S. right now. So it's uh, it's certainly something that's bubbling in a significant way across the country and they're they're doing like these combination of live on stage productions of podcasts as right. well as the educational side. So yeah. there's a lot of that going on right now. And it's it's really it's actually exciting to see. I mean, if you think back just a few years ago, the LA Podfest was the one that really kind of kicked off this combination mm-hmm. of of doing live on on stage kind of performances of the podcast in combination with an educational track, but when they started it, it was all the focus was on the live on stage stuff. Yeah, and it was like they had like these little closet rooms um, for the the educational track, but but that that's what really kicked this off. And it's just ironic and unfortunate that the LA podcast is no longer operational when everybody else around the world is is doing it now, right?
0: Yeah. Yep, but let me share with the audience. We haven't talked about this at all. But, whoops, Podfest is I mean, it's in February, dude. February eighth to the tenth. I know.
1: what <laughs> PodCon and and this one? And, yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, it didn't wasn't Podfest in March last year?
1: Uh no it's it's always been kind of like late February so it's kind of in between yeah, <laughs> yeah but, so
0: that yeah. event's coming up and it's it down in Orlando
1: I know yeah. so
0: I you know I I know that you know Mackenzie's been taking care of the all the stuff for that for us and I and I just looked at the date yesterday I was like whoa 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 and I'm looking at yeah. my schedule and you know making making sure I'm deconflicting that already. I right. so February yeah. through the tenth in Orlando is Podfest.
1: And then PodCon in Seattle is gonna be the, yep. the, a, the next
0: one. If you're a storyteller, you need to go to that. Right. The one in the one in San Diego. Have we heard haven't heard you know, I guess we finally got in touch with the folks that are working that over there. Have we heard yeah. anything? Much? Well they're
1: yeah, the woman that was in charge of putting, putting the event together as far as sponsors and stuff, she was on maternity leave yeah. for a while. So now she's back and she's putting packages together now. So um, it's, it's coming together now. I don't see them doing a lot of uh, online promotion for the event, though. That, yeah. That's the thing. If you contrast it with what we see happening with like uh, Podcast Movement or even Podfest, yeah. uh, there's year-round promotion. Yeah, going on for that event, and and if PodCon wants to become a significant, which they certainly uh, are already, but if they want to even grow bigger, they're going to have to get on the the ball game year round, like like all the other big events.
0: Um, but again, it's it's huge on this storytelling piece. You know, this right. is this is, and it was last year was. You know, we talked about a lot on the show. We were blown away. There was some yeah, stuff I, that was done there that I was like. Yeah. Really? I mean it was
1: like <laughs> close to two thousand people at that event. Easy. And I mean that community um is just rabid. Um and th- that event could easily become the biggest event if they actually put some marketing juice behind it.
0: Yeah, and they and they actually, you know, put some time into putting sessions together that, you know, would go beyond the storytelling stuff. Yeah, they they could. Um yeah. but it you know, I, and and I I think this the story I like to tell the most about PodCon was when we arrived and set the booth up. You know, you always do the recon, right? You walk around, and um, there was this board that um, basically says "Post your podcast ad," and 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 I'm looking at this kind of like you know, wrinkle my nose a little bit. And there's on the side there's crayons and pens and markers and. um stuff to tear out so you can cut out and make like a decoupage podcast ad and i just kind of like okay you know like we're gonna sit around a table and be kids and you know do 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 an art project right and uh we are well i walked back by there the next day and it was plastered from one side to the other and i'm just like so, you know, definitely not, definitely not a normal podcasting audience because, you know, and I'm not saying that that wouldn't have happened at a regular podcast conference, but it was, it, I mean, it was like, it was like one of those New York, you know, where everything was just, it was, it was full. It wasn't like one or two. It was like hundreds. I mean, it's, right. just, it's like, really? And people sitting around the table, all having fun, cutting out stuff. And I just, I was a little, so it was definitely a different creative type of group. Nothing against it, but it, for me, I was just shocked, you it's know. It's just different than it what was we different. normally yeah. see at a, yeah. a podcasting event, yeah. yeah. So totally it, different audience.
1: Yeah, it, it, and it speaks to the, the age demo that you're, that you're
0: looking at there. I'm not going.
1: Uh, <laughs> you're not going.
0: No, no, I'm not going. I, it It's uh, not advisable huh. for, uh, uh, uh yeah. Uh, and McKenzie and probably one of our other team members will go. Where no, we're no, not a Rob. Uh, I hope you're sending young people, and and you will not be the the lone old white guy in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought about maybe wearing a, a a a rabbit costume or something like that. I don't know. So uh, they would know. I'd be like a really tall rabbit. Yeah, no,
0: I I'm not going. Because, <laughs> because I'll be frank, they don't want to come up and talk to me. You know they want to come up and talk to someone young and younger. I'm just yeah. being frank it's it it's the crowd, you know, so that's true that's yeah. true,
1: but you know and Todd we can always have that fatherly oh, um, stop, relationship. stop
0: stop 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 <laughs> I take care of my kids. I don't need to take care of anybody else's kids <laughs> right so but actually but anyway. and it it conflicts with. CES too for me so that's that's another, another main reason I'm not going so I'm teasing a little bit here
1: well it's it kind of conflicts right
0: well you know I'm gonna be 10 days in Vegas I'm gonna be come back and face plant and and I have to get caught up for you know cuz I'm full and sued and I'm essentially out of pocket that entire time and, and i back.
1: bet you're I mean Todd you know I'm sure you can go to the um, <clears throat> the iHeartRadio podcast awards.
0: Well, <laughs> that is the event that shall not be spoken about.
1: Okay. I'm sorry.
0: Although it is kind of funny. I've had some calls. Um, I had one yesterday. This is hilarious. The guy's like, you know, a relatively big known company and, uh, said, Hey, 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 we want to be a, we want to be a corporate sponsor for the podcast awards. I said, oh, fantastic. I said, uh, And he says, well, tell me about your red carpet event. (laughs) And I'm like, well, um, frankly, we haven't had one in about five years. And what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a a team of one. And uh, we barely have gotten any corporate sponsorship over the past 14 years. I said, we've been running this thing on a shoestring. Um, And I explained, you know, what we'd done and talked about the history and and he's in the and he's like well how much is it going to take to do a big event and I so then I started explaining to him okay so if you don't have an event associated with another event in other words if it's not aligned with a um, pod fest or a podcon or I said first of all you're going to have a hard time getting the bodies there you know have someone fly oh. to Vegas or do something like that getting enough people to the event to actually, because I said, we were honoring independent, well, really not independent, anyone can enter, yeah. but it uh, usually ends up being independent podcasters. And I'm, I'm like, we're gonna have to fly people out. Well, how many are we gonna have to fly out? I said, well, probably 200. You know, and I, you know, I hear the pause on the other side of the phone. And uh, so I'm saying, yeah, we're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars to do this event, a hundred, probably a hundred thousand for a venue. You know, hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars for, you know, airfare or whatever. If you know, we're, you want to do this right, and I said, in in it should be aligned with some other event where podcasters already are, and you know, having this. And I said, see my dilemma here, and uh, right. so this guy's motivated. He said, well, I'm I've got some contacts at such and such network and such and such this and such and such that. Let me go back and let's get some money. I'm like. Uh, great let's get some money uh, money talks bullshit walks so um <clears throat> I, so mean, I mean re- you've
1: got got the the serious podcast awards for the podcasting space i mean
0: it's, it's let's not be the, frank about it's it. not the only one rob you know i know
1: it's not the only one but but it's the first one and it's one that uh, i think is cross the industry it's yeah. not narrowly focused on one one particular network no um it's not it's not a
0: it's not a it's not an award to pat the back of the good old boy network
1: right it's actually for the whole industry it's you know and that's that's what's great about your your event is that it's it it doesn't have those biases out there that that a lot of the other events are not a lot of the other ones but some of them
0: and and I'll be, and I'll be, I'll just be frank, you know, the, the event has had not had the support of ever other podcasting companies because they, people associate the podcast awards with me and they associate me with blueberry and, and I'm a competitor. So there's very little support from the actual podcasting industry where, whereas I tried to get out of it. I tried to sell right. the podcast awards to get out of it. And then that company went bankrupt and left right. me hanging with bills and other people hanging with bills um and I got the awards back and I I tried to diverse myself of it and right. um and now we've rebuilt it and it, it rebuilt the site to with uh, the support of the community and and a, a, you know a fundraising campaign and everything so um it, it is not a money maker my god I wish it was uh yeah. considering the time I have to put into it but the right. you know the, the, the podcast awards is not tied. It's tied to me. It's my AKA raw voice. Blueberry has nothing to do yeah, with right. it. I get no financial, no technical right. support. Matter of fact, I get a third party, uh, a third party company that does all the technical stuff. So, but yet because it's associated to what and then right. Japanese, that means me. Um. Right. So are we, that's what I think is handicapped it
1: yeah no well that's unfortunate but that's it's 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 probably true it's life you
0: know i'm I'm not whining i'm just saying this therein lies the challenge and sure i could have went out and tried to raise three four hundred thousand but then okay so let's be honest we do that i gotta hire somebody because it becomes a big big event and um i have a company to run
1: Well, and also, you know, you know, this kind of a little bit dovetails to the conversation that we've had about a, a new professional association, right? That would be the the perfect place for the podcast awards to 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 live, potentially.
0: Potentially, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So, you know, because it kind of sits in the middle of the industry and doesn't have a specific alliance to any one entity, mm-hmm. which is what you kind of that's kind of what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: You know, and I've entertained some offers for the site before, but they wanted to turn them into these awards where they would charge like a $400 entry fee and it would become a money machine for somebody.
1: Well, it's like the Webby
0: Awards. Right. Right. And it's, It's you know, those, those types of groups have tried to buy it. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I would be a bad steward of the podcasting community if I did that. Now you come with a big enough check to hell with it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) It happened once
1: already. Well, that check
0: wasn't that big, but they promised to follow the formula. You know, it didn't. It wasn't an expense. You know, matter of fact, I still have the check that bounced. Gonna, gonna frame it on the wall you know and that check wasn't for that much money in in the scheme of things that check bounced. that's the only reason they don't they never got the domain and i had in the contract i shall re- retain the domain in ownership right. until it's paid in full
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> oh but well, anyway so anyway we'll, we'll see
1: yeah there's lots of other news we should probably cover time's oh it's gonna run out on us you know and uh, lots of other stuff
0: yes yeah, so this little announcement was made Yes, <laughs> and I, and I call it little because <sighs> there's not a
1: lot behind it yet.
0: Yet. And why, why, why does these companies refuse to listen?
1: Well, they don't have a history of listening to external <laughs> inputs, Todd. <laughs> they, anyway. they do what they want to do because they, are, they have an institutional, you know, uh, confidence <laughs> might be the nice way of
0: saying it. Yeah. So what we're talking about, of course, is the Pandora announcement. We knew it was coming. Right. They, uh, and what are they going to launch with? 400 shows or 500 or something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know that anybody really has a hard and fast number on that, um, but I do know that they're 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 cherry picking shows right now. I, Let's I, just be honest about it.
0: I would encourage everyone to here's a little experiment for everyone to do. Everyone that says that they are being included in the Pandora launch, I want you to take some time and just look at the makeup of that show. And um, this is just. I, no insider baseball thing here, but I've got a prediction. (laughs) Look at the makeup of the show and tell me what across all of them is about the same.
1: (laughs) I don't want to speculate on that one too much, (laughs) but Uh, I, I think I see where you're going though.
0: So in my, in my small sampling of content that have said, Oh, I'm going to be on the launch. It's very risk-adverse content.
1: Yeah, of course. Right. Well, it's like, I think a good analogy to apply to it is it's like Pandora's dipping their toe in the water, right, to see if the water is warm or cold or...
0: Or oh, They're going to find out it's boiling because people are going to have the same visceral. I have to be there. I have to be there. I have to be there.
1: Well, we're starting to see a little bit of that, though. I don't think that we've seen, at least so far, the fever pitch that we had no. achieved with the uh, the the roller coaster ride of a of a said Spotify. That's right. Um, and and that could be just because of the demographic nature of uh, Pandora which is a little bit um, older. It's a little bit of an older user base. It's larger actually than Spotify. It's about 76 million us users where Pandora or Spotify, I think is in the Mm fifties, 50 million. So, but, um, but Spotify is larger than Pandora on a global basis. I believe there are 159 million users on Spotify. Uh, So, uh, Pandora is U.S. only as well, so that those are key points to keep in mind when you think of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have the potential, I believe, to have a significant impact on uh, listening to podcasts in the U.S. Because um, podcasting, Todd, I mean, it, it, it is starting to skew a little younger the, the the listener side of podcasting, but still, the the lion's share of listeners are are a little older. Uh to podcasts in, oh, in the US. To
0: hear people talk, they wouldn't believe that, but you know, I'm right. I'm done fighting that. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Mart. Mike says parch podfest is March seventh through 9th two thousand nine. Oh, let me go back and look at Podfest. Oh my god, I'm looking at the wrong dates. Dude. Rob March. I was looking at the two thousand nineteen website. I apologize. Oh, my God. The, no, the it's 2018.
1: Fe- 18 is what you were looking at, right?
0: Uh, what the hell is the deal here? They're... I searched for PodFest, clicked on it, and I ended up on the 2018 dates. All right, it's March 7th through the 9th. My apologies. If everyone just freaked out, March 7th. through. Okay, let me reload the page here because we're going to have people tripping. March seventh through ninth. That's what I I was freaking out. I didn't think it was in February. All right, I'm sorry. We got us I got us off track here, but Mike, thanks for squaring us away here in the in the chat. Uh March seventh through ninth is Podfest 2019. Okay. Someone's gonna be emailing me very angry. <laughs> All right. Where we we're back on Pandora.
1: Yeah, and I've got a weed whacker out my my window here. I don't so. hear him so much. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I'll keep talking so you don't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, go go ahead.
0: Go so ahead. I, I, you know, I, so yes, they're dipping their toe in the water lightly, and I would suspect that the majority of the content's very risk adverse. Nothing too far right. Nothing too far left. Uh, some very calm down the middle type of content. Um, at least
1: they. They did ask for political stuff though. So I have to say. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know you know, what that means, but I don't know. You know, we are submitting some shows over there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of, it's not a, at a very big scale yet. Right. And I think that's even, even the case with, um, with what's going on with Lipson and all, all the other players in the space. Um,
0: I think Rob kind of, said 423 shows or something like that
1: right right we're just contents going in there very slowly this is this is almost a carbon copy of what we went through with Spotify um, in the early days this was a couple of years ago um, but they did the same type of thing you know submitting shows in a spreadsheet um, and then they would go through and pick the shows that they they wanted to add to the catalog and that's yeah. kind of where we're at with these guys
0: you know, and it, it's, it's, it's painful to do that because then you've got a whole a valley of podcasters saying, how come I wasn't picked? You know, how come, how come, how come? Right. And, right. uh, why, why was I excluded? And, um, therein lies my, my, it, I guess, eternal bitch is that it's, you know, you you alienate, uh, I don't know, d- d- in the chat room. Are you alienated that you can't get on Pandora? D- do you care? You know, tell me in the chat room, do you even care? <laughs> or does but it... But I do think
1: it, that... Yeah.
0: Go, go ahead, Rob.
1: Go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to mention, before we beat up on them too bad... Well, I'm I not would,
0: beating up on them. I'm just asking the no. podcasters if they're alienated. Yeah,
1: no, 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 I get it. I wanted to put out there too, that I think part of what we're going through here, and I don't have any inside information on this at all. I mean, other than just to say that what I'm hearing is that shows are being added very slowly. Uh, even the ones that are submitted over there, they're not going in very fast, which leads me to believe, and this is a little bit of an issue that we saw with Spotify is that I don't believe that they've, they've architected their system yet to, rapidly ingest these this type of content yet um and that's part of them dipping their toe in the water Mm -hmm. uh is to bring stuff in learn um about what it takes to parse this stuff and get it into their system and we may see them go through a development cycle just like what we saw with spotify so they could ramp up to be able to accept more shows and that may take some time for them to get there uh, I just wish, I guess, in hindsight, that they would have done that somehow um, quietly. Um, but I think they feel pressure oh, because of what's going on with Spotify.
0: Of course, right? right. Uh, so, you know, where where you been?
1: <laughs> right, right, and and it's and that's why I I believe we're seeing what we're seeing right now. Uh, I'm not sure that their system is really architected to to take in shows at a large scale
0: well Uh, all all they have to do is ask for the database spots they want and we'd be happy to export them uh you know uh, a list with uh you know seventy five thousand (laughs) shows
1: right and i mean i'm sure that this this uh podcast genome project that they've they put out there which they haven't given a lot of details on but Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I would think that's also part of this issue is that they want to be able to analyze these shows at a fairly deep level um, to understand them, to be able to make those recommendations. Because if you really think about Pandora and their, what they're known for, what they're known for is creating a linear experience, yep. a personalized linear playback experience. It's, it's quite different, actually, than the, the, the user experience of podcasting. Um, so this may not be a perfect fit, you know, Mm -hmm. with what they're doing, unless they're willing to adapt or, um, maybe make some concessions around their user experience for podcasting. And that's yet to be seen if they're willing to do that.
0: So I guess we'll see what happens. And, you know, the more the merrier. And I think that we all want more distribution and more distribution is good. And I think the impatience that what I have is I have impatience in that let's get everyone included, you know, and right. so that's, you know, from my standpoint of view is where I come from. And
1: well, that's know. where they're going to wind up. And I guess, you know, if they're listening to us today, then um, that would be the message that I would take away. That's going to be your ultimate destination. Yeah. You're going to have to open it up just like everybody else has had to Spotify. You know um, I heard radio, everybody has opened up their their catalog for anyone to get into
0: so are they caching or are they doing pass-through
1: uh, I, I I don't know for sure hmm they haven't really alluded to that yet, and I yeah, I don't know, and that? I haven't heard now, I hear
0: now, told, I, hear you. now no, I hear now I hear now I hear now I hear your weed whacker back there. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. This is a podcast. This isn't a professional production.
1: <laughs> well, well, speak for yourself, Todd. It's a it's a professional production on this end.
0: Oh, okay. All Sorry. right. <laughs> I think we're pretty professional here. We are. I, I but we but, so. we but we don't have a, a twenty we're not on the twenty fifth floor away from the weed whackers of the day yeah, and in, right. in an isolated studio booth. With a right, uh, fifty thousand dollars worth of foam pads in it, <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true. But so, anyway, go ahead, go ahead. I, oh, you go ahead. I want to just no, switch switch gears just a little bit, and we talked about it on the last show, and uh, we, we, it was kind of picked up upon uh, by some of the news folks about some guidelines that uh, I, I guess are we done with Pandora or? Oh,
1: we're we're Todd. We're done with
0: Pandora. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> we uh we posted a, uh just real quick here i i talked about some um some guidelines on the last show that we did yeah. and uh, for for metrics and this is uh some good guidelines for any uh any podcaster to follow and um it, it basically and i'm not going to bore you all with the details too deep but it, it just breaks it down into uh four areas no preloading no autoplaying. Using uh ID D V I D three V two tags and having one minute of audio within the first two megabits of video I mean audio being delivered. So, um right. um and then folks that are doing these uh ex- crazy bit rates like two fifty six and stuff like that, uh you you may need you may have to step it down to meet that uh meet that requirement. But I'll have the link in the show notes, uh and it'll apply to all you know, everyone that's out there in the podcasting space is uh it's just good rules to follow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is true.
0: But uh, we're yeah. we're waiting. We're waiting on the IB tech labs. Uh kind of crickets over there right now. So I don't know if they're waiting for another company's data to come in or what. But uh we're sitting on pins and needles ready to ready to rock and roll here soon.
1: Yeah. I did notice that an email went out from uh, Rad. The, oh the yeah. last week. So they're they're kicking that back up again.
0: yeah What did you take from that? And for those that don't know what RAD is, um what does the actual acronym stand for?
1: Uh, random? No. Oh man. Uh, I'm not really sure what the acronym
0: is. Okay, so anyway, it's it's what it is. It's client-side reporting of uh listener metrics. So it's basically when someone's in a app and they press play it sends a ping back to the mothership and then when they hit stop it sends a ping back to the mothership saying that they stopped and it's, right. it's got some other stuff in there too
1: it basically exposes the 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 data hole that's existed in the podcasting space is getting playback data on um episodes that have been completed in in a download
0: <clears throat> yeah so oh it's remote Audio data is what it is.
1: Remote audio data, yeah. Okay. Oh, and
0: we have to be careful, Rob. They're asking us not to talk too much about this.
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: Uh, Except that we did get a email from them, and that they are moving forward. I guess.
1: I guess that's that's positive news. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure we can say that you know without getting into a lot of detail.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I still think that the big, uh, the big, big. Issue still is going to be GDPR on this. Um, right. How do we, right. uh, how do we, how do we stay lawful? And and uh, that you know this is going to be, you know, probably my number one question when they have their next meeting is how are you complying with uh, GDPR on this? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know that they 100 percent can to be honest with you. I think we're going to have to have opt in uh, for apps that apply this, they're going to have to have some sort of opt-in saying, hey, are you willing to be uh, to be tracked?
1: Todd, I had heard from some uh, some folks that I know in Europe that some uh, U.S. websites are blocked from being accessed. Yes. In in Europe yep. because of GDPR. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it had gone to that 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 degree.
0: Yeah, because it's, well, if you You know, if you don't have the, I think some people maybe overreacted a little bit, but if you're a big company and you have, you know, if you don't have any business in the EU at all, um, why expose yourself to risk? Now, if you have business in the EU, you have to comply no matter what, you know? So
1: does that apply to the, the UK if the UK backs out of the EU? <laughs> well, With the Brexit
0: probably yeah. not. Um, yeah, you know, but the if, but yeah. the UK already has, you know, without the European Union, the UK has some pretty strong privacy laws already,
1: all, already in place.
0: Yeah, okay. of their own. So right, gotcha. you know, and it's not something that anyone's had to plan for. But right. you know, I think once a, a company is GDPR compliant once you're in it was something we're having we're we're doing a monthly talk about this every you know we revisit gdpr stuff every month to make sure that our systems are new things we're adding and making sure that we're remaining compliant um it's it's uh it's building we've built it into our fabric but so our u.s customers get it by default now they they're basically getting gdpr protections um without even being part of the eu
1: yeah that's true and uh, we're doing that as well
0: so you know that it was just easier on a enterprise level to deploy it across the way so we'll see on rad you know going back to rad Mm -hmm. um we'll see we'll see what happens um with this but um It's the next step. I I'm fully supportive if we can figure out how to make it work because it really then, (laughs) even though we've got the IB certification, which I think goes a long ways, it's going to be many years before we get rad into any appreciable number of devices that will actually be, you know, first of all, they got to get this thing ready and, um, they they did take on board some uh, recommendations. I do see some links in this email that lead to um, some sites that actually are helping with the with the the app uh, implementation.
1: Right. There's just so much stuff going on in the space, Todd. I mean, being being out for a couple of weeks on this show, yes, I just. I just go through the list of my head of so many things that have been going on. Um, You know, like Apple's kind of gave me the impression that the Site Manager tools are gonna probably wind up going away.
0: Uh, We're told that Site Manager, I don't think this is, in very few people have Site Manager to begin with.
1: No, they don't. No, it's not a widely held entity. I've I've been working with it over the years, but I guess-
0: and a yeah, lot of people and a lot of people got confused thinking that their their personal stats were being affected based on the announcement that Apple made so we've had to keep telling people no your stats weren't affected if you're not a site manager user and they say what is site manager and you know if if you don't know what site manager is you're not affected
1: <laughs> right that's true um, Most people that have site manager know it uh, very well. Yeah, um, but site
0: Manager's old, clunky, is. clunky, clunky, clunky. Uh, you can really screw up a show easily with site manager. In fact, you can right. delete a show. Um, completely. 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 Right. So. If you don't
1: realize that if you remove a show from site manager, you're removing it from the catalog entirely. Entirely. So, so, yeah. so, so networks that are using site manager, if, You're gonna eventually either Apple's gonna do it, or you're gonna have to do it. Is you're gonna have to submit a list of shows to them and have them move the the shows out of that area. Yeah. Um, Or Apple also said that they're going to be having a new site manager type of Mm -hmm. um, of of capability that would be built more into the Podcast Connect area. Right. Uh, So that's that's the future of this thing. So. So a lot of those networks, like like if you go to the front page of um, the the podcast area in, in Apple, uh, you'll see like these icons that link to like Panoply or NPR or whatever kind of like we're, grouping we're, pages. Yeah,
0: we're talking in the actual um, in iTunes itself. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're basically network grouping pages, is what they are that you can kind of customize and add links to, and almost create like a
0: a, like mi- a mini uh, network page.
1: Yeah, it's like a web page, really, inside of the the iTunes software. Um, that's going kind of, kind of going to go away. So, but they will still have grouping pages, but they probably won't be um, like website pages, almost like. So, is my
0: guess. And it actually, you know, be honest with you, I I'm glad it's going away because, um, example, Tech Podcast Network still has a number of shows um, in there and every once in a while one of the guys will ask because we added everybody in the early days and right. um and now folks are saying hey how do i get out of this and i have to send an email to apple can you because i can't do it within site manager i can't take a show out of the network and put it back in the normal it doesn't change their their itunes id number or anything but i can't physically move them out and put them back in the the normal yeah. i you know, the normal itunes list and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's more the open catalog. Yeah, instead of being isolated in mm-hmm. this network page, um, and and it's it was an unfortunate architecture choice that Apple made when they built that thing.
0: Well, it's they, it's it's been yeah. around for wow, how yeah. long? Ten, twelve years. It's been around oh, yeah. a long time. It, it has been around a with long time. no updates. <clears throat> you used right. to could only log into it with Safari. You couldn't even log into it with a, a different right. browser. All right. So, yeah, and it's a, uh, yeah, it, and it's, and I understand why they're having trouble with it. It's part of their old architecture, you know, it's kind of a right. hangover. Um, but we had one network that we'd already shut down. We'd shut down one specific network and I told him, I said, we've asked that network to be established a year ago. So while we were on the phone with him, he queued it up and uh, sent it over to support to have the active shows put back in the space and the dead shows to be removed.
1: Sure. Hey, Todd, did you see the the numbers that came out of, uh, I say, according to Pacific Contents, Dan Meisner, who I actually met up in Toronto when I was up up in Toronto. I I got to spend some time with Dan, Uh, but he was saying that only, was it 12% of podcasts only have published one episode? Hmm. So, I don't know. That seems... Does it so su- seem low, lower, high to you, Tom? Doesn't, based on your doesn't
0: surprise me in the least.
1: Okay.
0: The, what I would the, have thought
1: maybe it would have been higher. It would
0: be nice if he would break that out?
1: Let's see. Yeah, I'd
0: well, like, Todd, I like.
1: I would. I would think you would have access to that. I right? do,
0: but I'm not going to publish that. Okay,
1: <laughs> you're not going to
0: publish that. <laughs>
1: You want some, you want somebody else to <laughs>
0: Because I'm not gonna that. be the jerk that does it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I have that info. <laughs> I figured that you did. But here's the here's the thing to think about. Okay. Do do podcasters typically submit their show to Apple if they only have one episode?
1: I I don't know. Yeah. I suppose it's possible. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't. We'll see.
1: And then 6% uh he says here also haven't made it past two episodes.
0: Oh, well, not surprised.
1: And it says half of all podcasts have 14 or fewer episodes.
0: Boy, that sounds like some numbers I've shared before.
1: It probably maybe that's where he got it from.
0: I well, no, not I I'm, you know, I've said that you know that uh essentially 50% of podcasts won't make it to episode 7.
1: Right. Well that's the whole pod thing we've yeah. been talking about for years. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. You so, know, that's been an internal goal of mine. It's been a key result with our company to try to uh move that needle at least for our hosting customers so that they get past those critical fail stages. You know, put a lot of effort into that.
1: So he said uh, seventy nine thousand five hundred and ninety-seven podcasts have only, a, only have one episode.
0: But remember, he's looking at the entire directory. He didn't quantify that with in the last X number of days. But you're right.
1: That's true. No. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 He doesn't break that up. Yeah,
0: he could really do some additional digging there and come up with some really juicy stuff. Hey, if he wants access to our API, you know our API's access is free. And all the people have to do is ask. You guys didn't know that, right? Our our Blueberry Director API is uh, it's is, public, now, is right? public. Yeah, you want right. you, you want access to it? Give me a holler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm I'm sure that they're going to come out of the woodwork, Todd. They
0: will. They have been. <laughs> you thought been. I was
1: joking, didn't you? But I wasn't.
0: No, they have been. People have been asking for access. Yeah. I bet. So.
1: There's a few apps out there that would like to be um, independent of Apple, I would think.
0: <laughs> and we're a good backup for them.
1: That's what I mean. Well, or a primary.
0: Or primary, you know, or you hedge in your bets. And you stay with Apple till they, I don't think Apple's going to turn it off, but.
1: No, probably not. That would be bad PR. It's kind of like, uh, you know, feedburners. Well, it, w-
0: it would kill 90% of the podcasting apps, both the Android and iOS side. So. <laughs> One way to guarantee that the the Apple podcast app uh, gained some uh, new listeners is to to kill that, but I I don't think they ever will.
1: Oh, and here's another number that uh, looks like Jacob's media folks put out. 40% of all commercial and Christian radio listeners say they have never listened to a podcast.
0: 40% of all Christian and...
1: and commercial radio listeners.
0: Okay. And I mean, 60% have. Yeah. That's still yeah. a pretty good number.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's, let's, let's think about it's that. the
1: glass. It's, it's looking at it from a glass half empty.
0: So okay. let's, let's look at that 40%. What's the, did, did, do they have age brackets for that?
1: I uh, don't know. That's See? an interesting question. So,
0: who's the forty percent that aren't listening? What what age bracket or what's the spread there? I would make some speculation, again, pure speculation here, that it would be those that are significantly older, because let's let's think about this for a second. Do okay? You can go to church every Sunday. All right. But right. do you listen to country? Do you listen to church radio? I would bear to say I bet that answer is no for most. Right. So who yeah. who do you think is listening to church radio? I I would uh, suspect that that uh, demographic trends much older. Yeah, I would bet that's fifty plus easy. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's probably accurate. I think that the numbers have shown that the the listeners to commercial and Christian radio would be on the older side. I would think so. I I tend to agree
0: because you know I most people are not. Well, I got to be careful here, but most people don't want to listen to evangelists. You know, I think that in the eighties evangelists were big. They were, all, in the case I think they probably still are on some TV channels, but. I don't know if, and as evangelists, I am going on a limb here. I'm really probably going to get crucified in email, but um, I think it trends older.
1: Yeah. And let's just say it. Church attendance has been on the decline for a long time. So,
0: But at the same time, um, I think that pre- people are pretty modern. If they go to church, they go to church, and if they, they might listen to ACDC on the way out from church you know so some of right. these churches are pretty progressive now um yeah so I just speculation on my part I don't know again if you listen to church radio I am happy it is, it's, it's what it, that's what it we live in a country where you can do that um and you can choose your programming but still 60% that have listened that's pretty awesome
1: Todd, I guess uh, Anchor finally clarified their terms of service.
0: That's, to me, I was, I'm not surprised. But, you know, I I try to sit back and look at the 50,000 foot view on that. And, okay, so they had to, I think. I think they had to. I think they had to remove the argument. Right. So good on them for doing that. I'm glad to Mm -hmm. see that they have. And yeah. smart move on their part. So yeah. did they do it because the investors are giving them pressure? They're not growing as if you're on VC. The goal is the goal to get the next check is to grow, 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 grow.
1: Well, I think they are succeeding at the, the growing part. I, I, I'm not sure that they're succeeding at the revenue part. That's the other. That's
0: okay. So, but, okay, so you remove the barrier, you remove the terms of service barrier that people had issues with, number one. Number two, and I just, you know, I'm just speculating here, Um, you're under pressure to grow, to grow revenue, and you are sending emails to podcasters saying, we will pay for advertising in your show for 90 days, and then after that, we'll look at trying to find you a permanent sponsor. So, and then
1: also get get you free podcast hosting too. Right.
0: So right. when when podcasters hear that, t- most of them go, hmm, "What's the catch?" <laughs> so I think inherently they have a problem converting people over that are already established.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Until it's not
1: they, easy to move. It's I mean it's still a a pain for podcasters to move, but
0: so. But. Yeah. So you know, I don't know what you're seeing on your end, Rob. I know what we see on our end, and you know, I have a little tally sheet <laughs> right. that the support team keeps. It puts a checkbox every time we migrate from some migrate someone away from any service. If I get one from one of yours, or I get one of Libsyn's, or if I get one of Podbeans, we we put that in a tracker sheet. We also track where we're losing shows too. If someone says I'm leaving, going somewhere else, we ask them where they're going. We try, of course, to you know, try to help them to stay, but you know, we don't. We are all doing this a little bit, and uh, that's the beauty of this space. There's no one that's fully in control. I, I yeah, I think it's the beauty of the of the space. So you know, I know what I'm seeing coming in from from anchor, right. right? And I I'm personally seeing more ticks in that column than many other columns. So I don't know what right. you guys see, but
1: well to kind of read the first paragraph of uh, of an article that was written by the CEO of Anchor he 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 writes after speaking with countless podcasters in the community we're setting a new standard for podcasting with a terms of service that is simpler easier to understand and better reflects our mission of empowering creators everywhere
0: it's not a standard it's what everyone else was already doing
1: yeah it's a he's making a proclamation that you know that's somehow new but all the other hosts have been doing the same thing for you know 15 years now right so yeah there's nothing new going on here so that's just the honest truth so
0: you know and i I, they're gonna do what they're gonna do and you know, there's a. Uh, oh, we should talk. Hey, let's talk about the session you had. Oh, oh. the
1: session that I oh, had? Oh,
0: man, you, we, you, we missed it. We should have talked about this at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Oh, if, you, if you're oh, still you're here.
1: You're talking about my, my <laughs> panel session? Yeah.
0: Up in yeah. If you're still oh. here, if you're still here, hold on. Oh, yeah. Why didn't I remember to talk about that sooner?
1: Uh, Todd, yeah.
0: So, Rob. Yes. $100 CPM, huh?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. you want to share, or can you?
1: Well, I I was on a panel up at the, up at the Vancouver Podcast Festival um, uh, talking about monetization, how to earn money from your efforts up there it was kind of kind of the name of the panel session up there and it had uh, had a gentleman on from um from uh formerly from Castbox and now is with a uh, platform called Himalaya is the name of it and it's funded by a company out of uh China right i think many in the podcast space probably heard this Talk about a, a Chinese podcasting platform that was – or um, the, the podcast medium in Japan is like a $7 billion industry or something like that. You mean in China, um, uh, yeah. Oh, in China. Yeah, sorry. Um, and it was – I guess that's the the main company that's behind that development in China um, is, has come to the U.S. and has funded a startup called Himalaya and so the guy that's kind of in charge of that in the US was on my panel with me and he was he was putting it out there that uh um that there was an opportunity for podcasters to make 100 dollar cpms and that he had plenty of cash to spend in the space so he had lots of lots of money to burn is what he said so
0: so he so was he saying that he's paying out of his Venture money, $100 CPM to podcasters that are, want to be on his platform. Was that what he was implying?
1: No, he was mainly just making making generalized statements around advertising and podcasts. Oh,
0: that you could get $100 CPM.
1: Right. And, he, he can and have I, my
0: whole inventory.
1: Right. And <laughs> I, of course, I had to be the one to throw cold water on this guy. So, because I, I, I was sitting at the other end of the um, panel oh, you know, boy. chairs. And so, so I, I just raised my hand. I said, I, I need to you know interject here and s- say that uh, it's probably a little more realistic to say that uh, podcast CPMs for libraries and host reads are probably in the 20 to 25, maybe $35 range. Um, 100 is probably like at the extreme upper end of the spectrum, uh, unless there's something special going on here.
0: Rob, um, y- you yeah. and I have been in this space a long time long time. How many deals have you done at $100 CPM? Uh,
1: I think the only one that I've ever heard of that even got close to that was some deals that uh, Leo Laporte put together at Twit and I think the highest number I ever heard was like $60.
0: I think the highest number I ever heard from Twit was like 75 76 and I don't know if there was oh, any yeah. okay. embellishment there or not. <laughs> <laughs> um the highest deal that I have ever done um was with Adam Corolla on a dating site deal. Single episode read, only one, ep- it, the ad ran in one episode, $45. Right. And actually, I'll take that back. I did a, a neurosurgeon who had a thousand, okay, this is, all right, so this is the opposite token. I did a a, newer, a neurosurgeon deal um, where he had a little over 1,100 listeners. On an that were neurosurgeons, $2,100 CPM. Now, okay, so that's, all that's, of
1: you, that's more than a hundred bucks.
0: Yes, but, <laughs> but, but it was, it was from a pharmaceutical that right. wanted to reach those neurosurgeons for a very short period of time. It was a big deal, but it ran right. one month and this. I got four ad deals, four ads from this pharmaceutical to reach those neuros, the world renowned neurosurgeon. So yeah, it was a big, but that was, I I call that the once in a lifetime ad deal that we ever saw, but it was very unique. It was very, I mean, super highly targeted and the pharmaceutical paid, uh, $2,100, uh, but again, the guy listened twenty one hundred dollars CPM, but he only had a thousand eleven hundred listeners, so the check was only twenty one hundred bucks right, <laughs> right. per it's episode. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't two million dollars.
1: <laughs> well, it was a very a very valuable listener community.
0: This right, very valuable way, right? listener community. Now that's the if you can have that kind of valuable listener audience and have a hundred thousand listeners. Woohoo, retire, you know, but hundred dollar CPM. What 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 kind of yeah. I'm just gonna be frank. This guy is not doing any ad deals. He's not. That's completely that's completely impossible that he has done any ad deals at a hundred dollar CPM. He's outright Yeah. Come on.
1: Yeah. Well yeah. And and going around saying that he's got money to to, burn. to throw around at 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 content to a a group, you know, like an audience for this panel that's a bunch of indies. I uh, can imagine, you know, I had quite a few of them come up to me afterwards and just say,
0: "Who the who the heck was that guy?" <laughs> 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 so it's even like, even the audience was kind of like looking at him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean cuz
1: I was up there talking about the indie community and how how podcasting was really at its core it's right. not really a, really an advertising <laughs> medium, right? And it's just like, and most people in the audience were like, "Well, yeah, that's kind of been my experience because I'm not making any right. advertising revenue right. off of my podcast." Right. So, so it's like you know this guy's talking about the the biggest shows in the space <laughs> and somehow <laughs> applying that to us, right? Yeah, and that's and it doesn't it doesn't translate. Please, so. if,
0: if anyone in this audience, and we'll keep your names secret. We will we just email us, uh, e- either Rob or I. And if you want to use a burner email account, that that's okay. Um, but I promise we'll keep your information anonymous. Uh, tell us the biggest CPM deal you've ever done. And um, and then at the same time, tell me what that ended up being dollars wise. Was it a million? Was it 500,000, $100,000? What, what was the the number? You know, because I've done ad deals, two hundred fifty, dollars 300000 uh, you know, a quarter deals that, yeah. you know, at $20 CPM, right. you know, but what's the, if, for those of you listening, what's, what's the, and of course people are, man, this is just like asking for the Holy Grail. No one's going to send me an email because they're not going to, they, <laughs> they're not going to want to reveal, you know, but you know, what? Again, we'll keep it quiet. You don't have to tell what vendor it was or anything like that, but what's the biggest CPM deal you've ever done that was at scale? Not just for a thousand listeners, but at scale. Yeah, right.
1: Well, and also, yeah, he was talking about how how the future of the medium is free hosting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, if you add it up, uh, everything that he talked about was all about them spending money. <laughs> right. If you think about it, you know he must have a boatload of venture capital. That's all I can say. Well, it was like he's going to give away the hosting. He's going to uh, buy ads for a hundred dollars CPM. Wow. Uh, obviously, or I,
0: he can have my whole inventory. I'll give him every, right. We'll, right. and we'll have every podcaster on the planet signed up for a hundred bucks CPM.
1: Yeah, and his venture capital isn't going to last for great.
0: Well, it's the Chinese, so they dig deeper. You know, they're not the first uh, podcasting company in America that's you know it's Chinese based. You know, Podbean is as well. So, right. you know, they're not the first, but Podbean didn't go around giving a hundred dollar CPM.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Podbean has built a built a good business for themselves so, because they they use business principles, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> so, where was this guy from?
1: Uh, well he. He used to be an executive for CastBox. So he's a younger (laughs) guy. He's he's only been in the space for two years. So, so, and, and if you go and you can hear the guy. Great.
0: Great. great.
1: On the, on the, um, the Wolf Den, you know, with the mid-roll folks. Uh, He did an interview over there. Oh, really? His name is Peter, but, um and if you wanted to go listen to him talk about Casbox, and and it's probably un- understandable why he probably doesn't work there anymore um so so
0: anyway a lot of people
1: anyway i hate to bash people like Todd I, It's I, not
0: bashing it's you it's know horrible, let's come but, on but let's be honest let's you start spreading you start saying those types of numbers if i started rob rob if I started I claiming a hundred dollar CPM, if I started speaking about a hundred dollar CPM,
1: <laughs> you need a bigger checkbook.
0: <laughs> I, I, I would, I would expect to be publicly humiliated. It, it does right. nothing for; it doesn't help the space. Right. It sets false expectations.
1: It does, and it's harmful. But it also you has to realize that people that are hearing it uh, know it's wrong. Right. Because it 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 defies reason. what it uh, you does.
0: know I, I've been called out on stuff I've said before, and you know what if if I say something that's not correct, then call me out on it, all
1: right,
0: you know I, I don't know i I, I just
1: I mean w- I would love it if all podcasters made hundred dollar CPM stuff too I, oh. I mean don't don't misunderstand oh. what we are saying here. It's no,
0: just,
1: we just live in reality,
0: yeah. Hundred dollar CPM, dude. I I could afford to live in Hawaii. Actually, I could actually live, live a little better.
1: <laughs> Todd, you've been living there for how many well, years? Okay,
0: now no, Rob, you, you want to come look at my checkbook? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, no, it it is, and that's one of the reasons I'm leaving. Um, it's it's uh. Okay, for the audience, and I know Rob you said you don't like bashing people, but let's be frank. And and this is a new word I'm liking to use right now. We have to be good stewards of the community. Right. Yeah. And and if if someone has to do it. And I don't mind being one of those stewards that that calls people out if they're if it's totally crazy. If he can do a hundred dollar CPM and he's found the magic formula, I'll sell. I give him every, every. I give him millions of downloads a month to sell. He can have it all. He can ha- have it all.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's um,
1: it just doesn't. You know, I, just pure business principles. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I know that there's this trend for free podcast hosting and that kind of stuff. It just doesn't financially makes sense. I mean, unless you can build a business around advertising yeah. um to pay for it, yep. that's the only way it's going to work. And, and or or donation models or whatever and there's revenue splits or whatever mm-hmm. which which is what Anchors trying to do. Anchors trying to build a business around donation models and advertising maybe if they can get shows at scale big enough to to get advertising. Um that's the model that they're operating on. We just all have to just recognize it the the models that have sustained the industry have been based on paid hosting.
0: If, you know, if I look at granted, if I look at an individual podcaster and what it costs to host their show, and then, you know, that in, in itself, I understand where he's coming from. But if I, but if I scale that out against 20, 30,000 podcasters,
1: right? It doesn't scale.
0: It doesn't scale. Um, because when you're doing a bank transfer to pay for your hosting bill, and then the team and the infrastructure behind it to make it work, and that bill comes due, right. then, and then to have a team that can continue to move and do more code and do stuff that's going to help the space along further, right. that ends up being a a number, right? And and then if you don't have all of that inventory. And it would have right. to be all of that inventory monetized. Right. And it would it, we would have to force monetization. You would have to take advertising. Right. You would have to take what I give you. Yeah. You know, and, and so and then what yeah. do we end up like? Radio where you're listening to a uh a erectile yeah. dysfunction ad in the beginning of your show. Right. Or, or some super vitamin that makes you more viral or what, you know, you're going to get this. Right. Crap.
1: Right. It, and it will drive, drive people back more to self hosting again too. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's a complex thing. And I, you know, I hate to, these companies think that they're being innovative, but the reality of it is, is that they're actually can be very destructive because if if they convince enough people to do free hosting then it's going to drive out um the businesses that have been that have built this medium and and keep innovating and keep pushing things forward in a solid way that people can rely on um that's that's the danger of it and because these guys' business models everybody just needs to realize it and this is not unusual in the venture capital world is it they're they're charged with growing fast,
0: grow fast,
1: and sell,
0: sell, yep, and get right. revenue. They want a ten times, five to ten times return on their right. investment, right? And in two to and three they years. They
1: don't care. They don't care who they destroy nope. along that process. They don't care.
0: They right. don't. They don't clear the devastation they leave in its wake.
1: Right, and that's the, That's the bigger concern that the podcast community should have about these players that are entering the space doing this. Is that the space that you know today, if they succeed, will not be what it is today.
0: And we, so. every company, and you know, maybe the times have changed, but every company that has offered this model up to this point has failed. Every company. Right, because or, the model or, doesn't work. Or they switched to a revenue model. Now, and many of you are going to say, okay, you guys are hypocrites. You guys are hosts, you run hosting companies. Well, yeah. and it, well I'm, the, the rent doesn't get paid with free. Yeah.
1: I mean, that is true. If somebody wants to take that, that position with us, it's, it's certainly true. We do have a vested interest in this medium yeah. of the current models that exist. That's the honest truth. Um, but the honest truth is also the opposite, which is these models are very destructive. Um, you know, look what happened when, you know, I hate to use this example, but, uh, look at YouTube, look at what YouTube <laughs> did to the video hosting business. Uh, it's it's a terrific example. Now, granted, that turned out, I guess, good for Google, uh, but it, <laughs> it, it 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 certainly didn't turn out really all that great for probably thirty or forty um, video hosting companies that had invested uh, lots of money and time and effort in building their platforms.
0: And um, and, so. and the question then is is has YouTube, in a large part, helped? Ninety-five percent of their creators that are on there, no, it's no. it's the small percentage that, yeah, they're making great money. You know, you see the Casey stat, Nice stats of the world. You you know, you see some channels are doing very very well. They've gained a big right. audience, but but uh, it's a
1: very small industry now. It's it's. I mean, there's not a lot of diversity or a lot of um, you know, real innovation happening. Like in the podcasting space, we we have a lot of innovation going on in this medium. We have a lot of new companies coming in. Um, I love it when a new company launches and supports the 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 models that have worked, and and you know we don't talk badly about these new companies that start off um, supporting the industry in a way that's going to sustain them, because we we see that as the path forward. <clears throat> now, certainly, advertising could be a significant revenue source for for these companies down the line. Uh, but, um, you know, and that's probably good for everybody in the industry. And who knows, maybe somewhere down the line, Todd, maybe we don't have to be charging for hosting. Um, but that's just not, that's probably not going to be the case for the next three to five years.
0: Well, it, <clears throat> it will be um, the only way that it can happen and happen in a way that doesn't destroy the content right is that the tech has to get a lot lot better we have to you know we have to we have to be able to um, place the right ad in the right show at the right time um, which you know digital has done very very well and we have to not alienate the audience and we have to be able to return some value back to the podcaster and also make sure that the tech that's been invested in Mm -hmm. to do this can be paid for uh by a high enough cpm that will sustain and and make a business model work and that's what anchor's trying to do but
1: yeah i mean I, i certainly commend them for trying to live in the future uh and i think that 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 may be, you know, and maybe by what I'm saying here is I'm, I'm confirming that this may be the future. Um, but, but it seems like that the, like you say, Todd, the, the tech needs to get a lot better. The, the, the standards around how we do advertising in this space, maybe the premium content needs to get stronger as far as the technology around that, uh, crowdfunding technology needs to get better. Um, and at some point, maybe we can achieve that um i i think it's an aspirational goal but i also think that um companies that are building on that model um, on that model today are you know they've got a countdown clock
0: tick tock tick tock yeah uh, the and it's usually about 3 years right so we'll see what happens but i you know but you know their the ability to get more money is uh, that they have to put a, a, a an argument forward that That they've got a way to revenue um and probably the investment over there is you know relatively smalls in the millions of dollars but uh um in in a pure scheme of things compared to some of these startups out there but we definitely have uh i don't know i I just i look at advertising today and it, it 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 doesn't make sense it doesn't make it it yeah and it's if it, not
1: scaling, it's not scaling no. to a point, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about how this industry is going to scale into a billion dollar ad market in the next two years, and I just don't see a pathway for that.
0: Uh, until the advertisers can, yeah. until they can say, yes, we'll take Johnny's thousand listener show on a deal without right. me having to argue and battle like it's Armageddon, um, right. when they say, oh yeah, good, and I can put ads in. You know, in, in Susie's show that has 1,500 listeners, and she can make some money. Um, but it's not there.
1: Nope.
0: And there's only so many big shows. So can 5%, this, can 5% yeah. of the podcast space carry the, the tens of thousands of other shows and still advance the space purely on advertising rev share? I don't think so. Not,
1: not yet anyway.
0: No, no. Nope.
1: But I do think that th- this is, this is another reason, f- um, I guess for the need of, uh, some sort of more standardization, I guess. I hate to say that, but it, you know, or, or around a professional association of some sort is so we can start all of us working together to try and come up with practices that will, Get us there. If if that's what we all agree, what we want is free hosting, then we've got some work to do. A
0: lot of work Mm -hmm. to do. Right. But then again, you and here's the other side of the coin. I think more than fifty percent of the podcasters in the podcasting space absolutely do not even want an ad in their show. Right. They don't. They don't want it in there.
1: And they need to have that option too. Also, they're going to self-host. Right. And that's not necessarily good for the industry either.
0: Well, so, they, you know, we've already seen, and it, it, it still happens on a weekly basis. People getting kicked off their hosting platforms, right? So using too much bandwidth, yeah. or and it's not bandwidth that's so much the issue anymore. It's it's resources that the the, the, oh, okay. the yeah they come back and say that you're using too many server resources, right? By having yeah. too many open sessions on your little shared hosting account, right? It's very rarely they get shut down for bandwidth anymore.
1: It's 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 when you publish the episode, the big spike in the, the traffic spike happens. That happens. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> the server only has so many open slots. Let's use it that way. Sessions is actually the word that the the, right. the technical word. And you, you know, all of a sudden, you launch your show, and these the podcatchers are automatically saying, "Oh, new episode!" And within literally seconds, you see the session level count to grab that episode and right. um, all of a sudden you've used all the session resources on that shared hosting account and the, everyone else's site go, mm-hmm. roar, goes to a crawl, not because it can't handle the downloads. It's because the sessions are, your server right. resources are being utilized too and, much.
1: And we don't talk that much about um, how, hosts or have to pay for what they do. I mean, now it's 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 more than just bandwidth. It's oh, like you my said, Todd, it's it's server resources. Yeah. Which is CPU time, it's processing time, um, and those are charged on a per cycle basis. Per so minute. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's that's in addition to the bandwidth.
0: Resources. Right, right. Oh, the so, band yeah, the bandwidth is yeah. only a piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I wish I could get rid of the I wish I only had the bandwidth bill. <laughs> Right, you know it takes. You know I'm just looking at you know for our ad injection system that we're working on, and you know we've had to build technology in there that if uh, you we have to rebuild files quickly. You know we have to be able to when someone initiates a campaign, we don't want to wait in 20 minutes for that file rebuild. It has to be done fast. So we have to, you know, you know the server might be sitting there in idle and have to go to a thousand percent instantly. And you had to put the technology in to basically immediately auto scale and bring on more servers online for the period of time you need. And none of that is like easy. That's that's it's it's some heavy lift on the server side. So,
1: yeah, uh, uh, we call it at Spreaker. uh, We call it spinning up workers Right is what we call it. And so and that's. That's to scale up and down based on the, the, the needs of the network. Right. Um, how many, how much resources do you spin up? How how many new servers do you spin up? And there there's like separate little Mm -hmm. server instances that spin up within the, the cloud, cloud network that can do jobs that need to be done. And then those shut down and then they spin up again when they need to be. Uh, so those are all charged for, but you know, Todd, we don't, we don't really talk about that stuff that that much uh, around how all of us have tremendous motivation to produce efficiencies in our networks yeah uh, and that actually is is really interesting when you think about the future of the medium is is that all of us your network, our network Lison's network we have a, 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 there's a lot of motivation for us to drive increase code efficiencies into our networks because i think um, you know to I save think money to save money
0: just to keep the keep the machine running uh, i don't even want it i think i know the number <laughs> because we 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 number our servers sequentially um i think i know what the number is of course some have been retired but uh it's not it's not a small number of boxes and not only that database servers and all this stuff that has to just sit there and run it really when you have you know six hundred thousand podcasts listed in a directory that doesn't doesn't run on a standard uh <laughs> oh. sql database you know that just doesn't that doesn't work
1: right yeah
0: so but anyway too many
1: concurrent sessions for one server to handle so it has to scale across oh many, yeah
0: many boxes yeah. and then not just a few a lot hundreds
1: oh yeah
0: well i'm not at I'm not at that level. we don't have dab have a hundred boxes, but you know it's' probably the number's closer to fifty at least on our side uh-huh okay. so but you know people think you fifty servers you have fifty servers running yeah <laughs> yeah fifty so and, yeah. and that number can change depending on the time of day too so
1: is there anything any big stuff that we've forgotten about Todd
0: if we have i've I ne- I didn't even look at the PodNews.net site um, pocket cast released a redesigned app that's out. Yeah, um,
1: that that uh, app is owned by, um, was it the national public
0: media? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if be curious to look and see if they've, they said they weren't going to put any uh, rad in there, but it'd be curious to see if they have, what else has been going on? Um three quarters of the top pad- podcasts have ads in them? Hmm. Oh, did you what did you think about the Saturday night live skit?
1: Oh, uh I thought that it was I had a little mixed feelings about it. I thought that they were they were making fun of the content. Um, but I thought that it it probably was inspired based on um the announcement of iHeartRadio, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. But it, oh, I, and I, I looked at uh, and and I did. I was a little. I was cool. I was laughing until they uh, introduced uh, Mark Marin as the Podfather podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I shouted at my screen. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and definite, uh, you know. Well, it, Todd, it did you know cute. the
1: pod- podcasting started in two thousand nine?
0: yep yep
1: yeah so that's i think that's going to be a common thread over the next year is that podcasting started in the about the same time frame when the comedians got involved
0: Mm -hmm. that's that's okay they can have their 10th anniversary next next year (laughs) right The rest of us been for 10 years, right? Yeah, the rest of us know the true story and we're going to celebrate our 15th anniversary in podcasting. That fact Daniel, what we there should be something big done because of that. Uh, yeah, you know, there should be some that's a it's a big milestone for the space.
1: Should that be something that's done by the the international podcast day folks or Yeah,
0: maybe. Maybe Steve and Dave maybe you guys ought to think about that. You know, it's a 15 20's bigger, but 15 is cool too.
1: Because I think September is a pretty good date range for, yeah. Yeah. for doing that.
0: Because uh, I celebrate my 15th anniversary of doing a podcast in early October of 19. Yeah. So
1: yeah. it's Mine hard. September 15th for me. You know, think so.
0: of, Rob, dude, we are, we're old, man. 15 years, 14 years going on, 15 years in this space. I
1: don't know. I don't know. Wow! Scary it,
0: it's like really, we've really been at it this long. I know, and we're yeah. and we're talking about some of the same crap that we've been talking about. We've been talking about some of the same stuff for ten years.
1: I know. It doesn't speak well of us, does it?
0: <laughs> well, it just shows you that the space it's been this long, it's been very slow, long, slow grind.
1: And a lot of people are starting to get frustrated with that, I've noticed here over the last few weeks. It's not grown fast enough or or oh, and I'm hearing people talk about, oh, we gotta get rid of that podcast name.
0: <laughs> okay. This is like the eighteenth iteration of that. So you know the Oh my Rob, please.
1: <laughs> I know. I know I had to say it. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say, right?
0: Okay, it's like it's just a part of the roller coaster. We're good, we're good, good. Oh, gotta get rid of the podcasting. Yes, no we're good, we're good, we're good. No, it's not get rid of the growing pod. fast enough, Todd. If we
1: change the name, it'll grow faster. Uh, Did you know that? Yeah. Huh? If we just change it to radio, Todd, that'll make all the difference in the world.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a, a reporter call me, <laughs> and uh, she said to me, "She says I need the stats for this show." I'm like, uh, that I said, I wish I could help you I have to reach out to the specific show and ask for their stats. You mean you can't give, just give that to me over the phone? I'm like, no, I, I can't. Uh, I said, but if the podcaster sends me an email and gives me written permission to release the data to you, I'd be happy to do that. But I just, she goes, well, what kind, what kind of a space is this? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, do you release uh, your listener numbers or your readership numbers? You know, and I think actually uh, newspapers do, but um, right, right. so yeah, they were, she was, she was irritated, <laughs> 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 you know, and I to, And in matter of fact, I said, uh, have you checked to see if that show actually works with us? Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure that show actually works with us. They might work with, and I named the company and uh, I said they would have his stats, probably, and that got her even more mad. Well, what do you mean? There's not a central location for stats, <laughs>
1: but Todd, I think in this next year i I think we're all going to be really challenged to come up with ways that um we can grow this medium a little faster but i I don't have any magic bullets for that.
0: sustain superior content
1: right so but you know you're trying to scale this across. Um, all levels of content creators. I mean, it's almost like I get the feeling like sometimes that the people get frustrated because there's independent creators here. Right. Right. It's almost like they think that the solution to this problem is to get rid of us. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of the independent creators because all they're creating is crap content and it's not worth anything. And And there'll be more listeners to come
0: over and listen to our stuff.
1: Right. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the under kind of tone that I'm hearing in the in the space more and more because people want to grow faster Mm -hmm. um and i i don't have a magic solution for that i don't think anybody does well there's there's people out there that think they do
0: when you when you figure that out rob you know what's going to happen then you will be the next winner of the venture capital money because if you figure that out people will line up and give you cash
1: I guess I guess hundred dollar CPMS might be the solution there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. Yep that that'll make the space grow faster. That'll attract it would new, new it listeners.
0: W- it would well it would attract new podcasters.
1: Right, that's right. If it that, would
0: if that was really the you know really the case, but
1: um, and that may be the motivation. But who's I mean. I I, I kind of put it clearly in the lap. I mean, at this point, Todd, I, I I put it clearly in the lap of Google and Apple. They're responsible for a growing audience.
0: Well, um, podcasters have still. I saw a thread the other day. The guy is complaining he was eighty five percent Apple and fifteen percent other. And then I looked at his show. I didn't even didn't even comment. But uh, the guy had on a, looked on his website. He he was promoting Apple and Spreak. Uh, stitcher that was it and i'm just like okay don't complain to me if you're you know if you're complaining about your audience makeup how come you're not helping Fine. your listeners so we have Fine, a we we have a lot we have to take ownership of our own right our own growth as well so hey, that's we're, true that's true we're long we're really long
1: we are i know they've been gone for two weeks
0: so are we going to do a show uh after thanksgiving i think so yeah
1: what when we say after thanksgiving next saturday we're gonna do next saturday yeah um well we can try yeah
0: i think so i fly out saturday night but uh and that probably will affect our follow-on show the following week but yeah let's let's plan for next saturday i i i'm not doing anything for black friday except for being a keyboard warrior and uh and shopping from home okay and eating leftover turkey (laughs) (laughs) and 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 copious amounts of alcohol too. So I
1: I I, I probably won't have too much turkey myself. No, I, that's okay. Yeah, I
0: don't think I know you don't. What, what do you actually <laughs> eat for Thanksgiving being a vegetarian? Uh
1: well, sometimes some faux turkey.
0: So you get some get some, some tofu A tofu <laughs> Are you kidding me? You eat tofu tofu furky? Please tell me that's not what you eat. Is that really what you eat? <laughs>
1: Uh, there may be a little bit of that there.
0: How's that yeah. taste? <laughs> I'm serious. I, I've never had I, it. I'm just curious. I
1: can't describe it, Todd. It it, it just it tastes what it tastes like. So
0: do you, it, do you actually roast it or is it, you have to, how do you, I'm serious. I don't know. Do you microwave it? How do you warm this stuff up?
1: You cook it in the oven. Do you? It, it, it comes in like a boneless loaf.
0: Oh, my daughter done the vegetarian thing before I'm gonna to have to ask her to go out and get me one is it can, how big is it is it like a meat come kind of like in a meatloaf size yeah, thing right 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 huh. probably. hmm
1: yeah yeah you don't have to stuff it though
0: of course not <laughs> 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 so maybe maybe I get my daughter to go to where do you get it to Whole Foods or someplace like that
1: probably probably all That'd right be a good place.
0: I'll send her over there we'll get one well will try it now I'll, I'll tell you my uh, my results of trying the, the tofurkey <laughs> <laughs> Todd
1: you're you're becoming adventurous yeah,
0: well, I'm, I'm, I'm always open you know, matter of fact when she was uh, she went hardcore for about a year and you know we accommodated her and I ate her food and it, I'm not complaining it was okay right. so uh, but I'll be honest with you uh, tonight I'm going to be having a big juicy steak <laughs>
1: So no. what, what cut of steak is that going to be, Todd? Is it going to be a top sirloin? Uh, is you it know,
0: be... I don't know. We'll, we'll see what ah. they have. You know, I like, everyone likes, well, almost everyone likes fillets, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of a porterhouse type of guy too. So we'll see what they've got. <laughs> okay. and, and if, and, you know, we're going to a, it's my wife and I's anniversary tomorrow. So we're, we're going to go to a, she, she has made reservations someplace. And I asked my buddy was you know about this place and he laughed at me he said uh, oh yeah he said yeah get your checkbook ready <laughs> I'm like oh okay <laughs> so I guess I'm paying for a, a good dinner probably a little wine and you know some all right, so all right. we'll, we'll we'll yeah we'll see I'll, I'll give you the report but I'll, I'll make sure we get some tofurkey here and we'll we'll we'll, tr- we'll try it <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good luck with that, Todd. <laughs> Every everyone else out there that's listening to the show, um, hey, for those of of you in the United States, um, I know you got a big travel week coming up. Uh, load up on some podcasts. Uh, uh, this one obviously is uh, the primary one we want you listening to, but at the same time, um, you know, introduce your your family members to podcasts. This is a good weekend to, and you don't have to promote just yours. Uh, you know, if, if you know that you've got, uh, an aunt or an uncle or an uncle, that's a big sports guy, you know, recommend a sports show for him, go prepared to uh, the feast with, uh, with a list of shows and don't be afraid to take their mobile device and subscribe them to yours and other podcasts out there to get them on the podcast bandwagon. So, you know, many of you are going to be in houses with 30, 40 people in it, uh, or even maybe smaller numbers, but some of you are going to have an opportunity here to multiply the people that are listening to podcasts in general. So this is the one time of year where you have a captive audience um, to do that. So have your pitch ready. Yeah.
1: And Todd, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get um, um, Apple watches for Christmas here this year. So we may see a bump in uh, usage of watches to listen to podcasts this next year
0: and we've got some questions out to apple on the apple watch we're seeing some curiosities there that we have to explain and uh we're waiting for them right. to all
1: right. yeah it's a whole new kind of uh listening yeah well, there's, there's
0: some weirdo stuff going on and we, we, we we're trying to get to the bottom of it but uh yeah anyway um all right todd at, todd at com.
1: Rob at uh, VoxNest.com if you want to send me an email. or You can send it to Robert, Rob at robgreenly.com too.
0: And of course, Rob's on Twitter at robgreenly. I'm on Twitter at Geek News. Okay. It's been our pleasure bringing the show. Have a great holiday. Be safe and enjoy your time with family. No fist fights And uh, talk about podcasts instead of politics. It'll be a much more gentle Thanksgiving holiday. And There's for the,
1: nothing to talk about politics anyway, right, Todd?
0: It's, it's, it's a foreboding topic at uh, my family's Thanksgiving dinners. It's we've actually set an internal rule, no, because people end up getting pissed off. So it,
1: right, it, right, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> yes.
0: So uh, no politics. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. Everyone, take care. We'll see you. Okay. Aloha. See ya.